Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 323. When I last spoke to my business coach, Dean Graziosi, on the podcast, I was just beginning to pick up steam after a long maternity leave with Coco. It was about eight months ago, and I have to say, even in that short amount of time, my business and my life feel totally different. I feel like even my brain changed a little bit. Like The way I work evolved in the last eight months as a mom and a business owner and all the things. So if you haven't listened to episode 250 with Dean in a while, here's a quick recap. He challenged my mindset blocks about self. With his ideas and advice, I started to brainstorm the next step in scaling my business, and he walked me through one big challenge I was facing and still face right now, relatability. I took that conversation to heart like big time, and I applied what we talked about, and now Dean and I are hopping back on the line and hitting record as I ask him for more coaching and guidance for what's next. Dean always helps me see myself and my business through a new lens a wider angle, but with a sharper focus. And we are days away from 2020. And with all this new energy and anticipation for a new year pouring in, I'm so eager to chat with my business coach, Dean, so that you can listen in on his advice too. I have spent so much time with Dean this year. We went to Fiji together. He got to hang out with Conley. I spent days at his house in Arizona. Like We have become so close over this last year. And so I'm so excited for you guys to listen into this new conversation between us because our dynamic has changed and we've just gotten so much more comfortable with one another. And so I am so excited to have you listen in on this conversation with Dean. Now, before we dive on in, I just want to let you know, Dean is releasing his brand new book. It's called The Underdog Advantage. And there happens to be an entire chapter about me in his book. So if you want to check out his book, it's at deanandjenna.com. That's deanandjenna.com. Check out Dean's new book, The Underdog Advantage. He talks a little bit about it, but I've gotten to read it and it is insanely good. All right, let's dive on in. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru Jenna Kutcher will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts, listen in on honest conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others pave their own way and craft their dream career. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. Thanks to Skillshare for supporting Gold Digger. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for my listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for free at Skillshare.com slash Gold Digger 2. Before we dive headfirst into this call with Dean, I wanted to give you a quick heads up that there's even more to share from Dean after a year's worth of coaching. Head to jennacutcher.com slash three secrets and snag the free guide that I created based on the three major like actually life-changing secrets I learned from Dean this year. His fee is no joke, $100,000 a day. You better believe I got my money's worth and I'm going to share the insights I gained from him with you. 
If you want to know the secret to defining success, advice for negotiating any deal, how to determine what your advantage is, and some never before shared stories, it's all in my guide at jennacutcher.com slash three secrets. That's jennacutcher.com slash the number three and secrets. And if you're ready to jumpstart your year and you've got start my email list at the top of your resolutions, make sure you save a spot in my zero to 250 list building challenge. I learned from my friend Amy Porterfield that 250 is kind of the sweet spot for an email list. You can have a successful, profitable launch with a list of people probably smaller than the number of kids you went to high school with. My totally free challenge is like a mini course in email list building step by step. So if you don't know where to start and you're not sure what to say in that first email, or you want to get really good at beautiful visual emails that convert, sign up for free at listbuildchallenge.com. Again, that's listbuildchallenge.com. Okay, now on to my end of the year chat with Dean Graziosi. Okay, Dean, I'm so excited today because after we had our coaching call, it was one of our most downloaded episodes ever. And I think what is so amazing about doing this together is we coach so many brand new entrepreneurs on the Mm -hmm. show, but just letting people in to see what does that next level mentorship and coaching and like friendship look like. And so welcome back to the show. I'm so honored to have you. Oh, it's so good. And you know, I have to tell you, it's been so great getting to know you, knowing how you think, knowing your family, the mom you are, the wife you are, the leader you are, the the impact you make. Honestly, it's like my wife and I look at your stuff and you look at ours and it's like, beyond helping each other grow and make more impact besides helping you know share anything i've learned over the last 30 years of being an entrepreneur i really dig the friendship and and who yeah. would think right we come from two different <laughs> worlds two different ages two different genders uh, um, but i think it's been magical and so this is gonna be fun today yes we are like the odd couple <laughs> yeah, who exactly. turned into like best friends like it is just so funny because when i think about even just the difference in our relationship from that first conversation way back in puerto rico to now it's like there's just all these layers of understanding and like respect between us that I think is just so exciting so I'm looking to let's make this I know this is kind of like a quasi training that we're doing and you're (laughs) letting the world in on it so if you're gonna push this out as a podcast I want this one to be number one so just everybody listening right now (laughs) I am prepared to deliver whatever I can to make this your number one podcast of all time and I'm it's ready. a dude. Don't please give me a break. I know I'm a dude, <laughs> but let's do this. Let's do it. Okay. So diving in, I had so much fun coming up with questions and and really thinking about too, like as we're approaching the end of the year and just what's coming ahead. One of the things that you said to me this year, and it totally stuck with me, we just talked about it at my team retreat, is the difference in our motivations. And you taught me so much. The funny part about this is when we were talking about it, it was more in passing, but you were talking to me about how fear motivates you more than possibility. And I realized that we're on opposite ends of the spectrum. Like I always sell with possibility, but when I learned how you're motivated, it kind of made me think that I need to approach marketing from an extra standpoint. And so can you kind of walk me through like what sells to you so that I can understand that side of the coin a little bit better? Yeah. So, and it changes throughout time. So I would say I'm probably leaning a little bit more about buying into a bigger future for my family, for my children, for my wife, for me, for my students. Right. But if I look back in my twenties and thirties, completely, it was all about moving away from pain. I was fear-based of going backwards. So if you look at, it's kind of like the stick and the carrot, the move away or the move towards person. And I'll explain it. So everybody remembers stick and carrot. And most of you are like, I think I get it. But let me tell you how I look at it. I have a little bit of an unfair advantage over you too, Jenna, because the last 10 years I've spoken a lot on stage, right? Yeah. And yes, I love going live online. I love being in podcasts. I love all the impact. But man, when you have 10,000 people in front of you and you ask a question and say, raise your hand if this or raise your hand if that, yeah. you get immediate feedback. So I was just on Rachel's stage, right? Last, yep. you know, not that long ago. And I asked the audience, I said, who in here is sitting in this room because you're a move away person? They probably didn't know what I was talking about. I said, who in here is afraid of going backwards? You want to run away from a bad job. You'd hate to stay where you are because the pain of staying where you are hurts and you know there's more. And half the audience raised their hand. 
I said, okay, so who's in here? Because you're, you're okay. You're in a decent spot. It's not the end of the world, but you know, there's more for you. You have more gas in the tank. You want the nicer house. You want the vacation home. You want to put more money away for your family. You want to retire your parents. You're like, you want to move towards a bigger future. And the other half of the room raised their hand. So it was literally split. I would say 50, 50 down the middle of 6,500 people. But I've been asking that question for probably over a decade and it's always the same. So what happens, Jenna, See, the difference of you and I, we had this conversation. We were sitting on the couch in my living room having a glass of white wine, right? And yeah. my, my wife was, our, both our spouses were looking at us like, these two are crazy. They are the odd couple and they're best friends. Like, what's I up know. with these two? Right? Um, but you were talking and what happens sometimes if you're an aspirational person, and it doesn't yeah. mean that the opposite side is you're a bad person. If you're an aspirational person, that means a lot of times we will market that way or try to inspire that way just through aspiration. Like learn from me so you could take your business to the next level so you can have more freedom. So you could be a more, you know, uh, you could stay home with your kids more. You could run your business more. You can make more impact. And you talk about all those great aspirational things that are amazing, but people that are stick people compared to carrot, right? So we say the stick, that means you're motivated by kind of fear. Carrot means you're motivated by the carrot, right? Of going towards the future. You're going to get everybody just like you, Jenna, and be like, yes, I want to follow what Jenna does. I want more time. I want more freedom. I want more happiness. I want more income. I want more life. And the other half of the people that are more motivated by pain are like, I don't even know. It just doesn't resonate with them. Mm -hmm. So if you think about it, there's some people that you have to say all the great things aspirational, but where I was in my twenties and my thirties, especially is I hated being broke as a kid. I hated watching my mom struggle, right? We all have our different, it doesn't, and this doesn't cause it. This is where for me. And then I hated never being in control of my life. So lack of money to me was that when we were living in a trailer park when I was a kid and we got evicted and our stuff was literally on the front lawn and we had to move into grandma's and I had to leave all my friends. Then we moved into another place and I moved into my dad and he didn't have money. We lived in a bathroom for a while. And this lack of stuff set this impression of like, man, all my parents worried about was money and they weren't successful and it's pain. So when I was in my twenties, I wasn't running towards, somebody just asked me on a podcast last week, what did it feel like when you were worth a million or made your first million. I'm like, I don't even remember. I was, I don't know. I passed it. I didn't buy anything. I didn't celebrate. I didn't pop <laughs> champagne. I didn't go get a Lamborghini. All I knew is I was getting away from the pain of my childhood and I never want to go back there. And it, I, I'm not saying it was healthy, but my twenties yeah. and thirties were motivated from not going backwards. I did yeah. not want to go there. I didn't want to be broke. I didn't want to be, I didn't want to work for somebody. So they controlled my life. So they told me when I could take vacation, when I could do whatever it is I wanted to do. And I have to tell you, even though that I've evolved and I work really hard to be more aspirational today at this age, I'm going to be 51 next week, right? I still work really hard because I like being in control of my time. I like picking my kids up every day. They're with me. I'm at three o'clock. I'm standing outside, you know, waving to them. My daughter's going to be 13 next week. So I'm guessing she's going to tell me not to do that anymore. But <laughs> like, I don't want anybody to tell me when I could pick up my kids, when I could coach Lily, coach softball, when I could take them on vacation for a month in the summer. Like I have this fear still in me, Jenna, that this could all go away and I'll be under someone else's control. So as much as I've created as much, you know, impact and much New York times, bestsellers, revenue, all that stuff, deep down, I'm still afraid of going backwards. So if you said to me, Hey, you know, if you marketed to me all aspirational without some fear of going backwards, I might buy. But remind me of the pain of my childhood. Remind me of the pain of being under someone else's control. Remind me of the pain of not having the ability to make choices. You'll get my yes way faster. Does this make sense? Yeah, it was funny. We were sitting at table over breakfast with my team and we were talking about this exact conversation that you and I had. And I was like, if I look at all of my marketing, like it's all painting the possibility because I think a lot of times we just naturally obviously market to the way that we purchase. And I was like, if I could like go back and just mix in some of those stories and those pain points and the things I would be running from, if that were me, I feel like we're only hitting half of the market right now with the way that we're showing up. So it's super interesting. Do you guys mindfully market on both sides of the fence then yeah. when you're yes. writing and stuff? Okay. I do. And I, cause I, I live on both sides because I can go through months of pure aspiration 
And then I take on a new business, a new company. You watch my crazy schedule and what I do. And yeah. I'm like, oh man, did I take on too much? I, I'm like, you know, we just hired 60 people in the last 120 days. Like I go fast and then I start thinking, oh, and I go into my old, it's like my old brain of fear and say, okay, better be smart, better be. So I still balance back and forth. If you look at our dear friend, Brendan, right? Yep. Brendan is pure aspiration. Yep. Right. Pure aspiration. And sometimes I'll remind him, I'll go, Oh my God, I forgot. And here's how I share it. And everybody listening, if you have a business, you're going to start a business. You want to scale the business that you have. I want to tell you if you're like why Jenna and I hit it off so much. And we have some dear friends. If you know what you're doing helps people. If you know your product can allow life to be easier, go quicker, make an impact on their life, help them with their wedding, help them with their anything. If you know that and you're only marketing or talking about one or the other, then I believe you you can look at it through a different set of eyes that Jenna, by you not talking to those that are stick motivated or move away motivated, you're actually doing a disservice to 50% of the people that listen to you because they're listening to you and they're just like, Jenna, I just, I'm not that inspired by going to the next level. I just want to get out of this terrible job I'm in. And if you don't talk about that terrible job and that possibility of leaving, look at you were in a cubicle with no window and everybody thought you hit pay dirt and you knew that wasn't for you. You have to remember what it felt like. Just think about right now, if you were back in that cubicle, Yeah. And you didn't have a light. You didn't have hope. And you were sitting there going, wow, is this the rest of my life? Half of your audience is feeling that in one way or another. And those of you listening, those that you serve, the people you want to make impact on, half of them are literally thinking that. And they can't even have a a thought of the vacation home. They can't even have a thought of buying the new house. They can't have a thought to get to stay home and raise your child while you make money. It can't even enter their mind. You just have to remind them, let's first get you out of this pain. And then we could take it towards pleasure. So if the best advice I could give is don't just give them Neosporin and a Band-Aid for the cut. Yeah. Like it's almost like flicking the cut and being like, oh, yes, this does hurt. And then help them with the recovery. So it's not just talking about the negative side or the positive. It's talking about both. And then what most people in my years of experience, you know, what most people evolve to is you take them from a place of pain, move away. And then when you help them realize, oh, my God. I can get out of that pain. Oh my God, this is a path that can help me. Then all of a sudden you have the opportunity to get their mindset towards going towards the road of pleasure. I love that. And as you're saying this, I'm just remembering our last conversation and we talked a lot, like you were like, you have to like go back to that place daily. Like remember when you were hungry, remember when it was hard, remember when you wanted to give up. And I have like been challenging myself to like rewrite those stories and like go back there because sometimes I think we don't want to go, like, I don't want to remember what that felt like that freaking sucked, you know, but it's so cool to see what you're saying right now and how it ties back to that last conversation. And it's such a good reminder for me because so much of my team only knows me at this level. You know, I was a solopreneur for six years. I had not a single person on my team. And so I think it's a really like beautiful reminder to let people into those earlier years and those yeah. like hustle years and the grind years. So I love you that. You have to. And you're so yeah. transparent. You have such a heart and you enter conversations that, you know, these amazing women are looking to you and you know how to serve them. Like I watch everything you do. There's, and listen, everybody, listen, I know you know this, but you're the same exact person with the same heart behind the scenes. And that's not always yeah. the case. And that's one of the reasons I love you guys so much. But here's something pretty cool. If people who listen to your podcast, I'm sure a lot of them follow you on IG, right? Yeah. So do this just for fun for Jenna. DM her if you're a stick or a carrot person, meaning yeah. are you someone moving away from fear, right? You want to move out of a bad situation. You want to move away from a job that doesn't serve you, away from a life that doesn't make you fulfilled. Are you okay? And you want to move towards a better future, a bigger future. So if you're moving away, you're a stick. If you're moving towards, you're a carrot. It would be really cool if you just DM stick or carrot. I bet you it's going to be right down the middle and that will so motivate your team and you to make sure you serve everyone. Oh, I love that. That's so good. Okay. Next question. I'm so curious about your answer on this. So if you, Dean, were to step into my body and have my business, or if you were me, what would you do next? Like, what would you make sure was on your 2020 goal sheet if you were to jump into my business and my life? I would say would be a better escalation model for your clients. Mm. Here's an answer I would bet to say if you if while you're in her DMs, you could say yes, please to Jenna. So she knows that I'm not crazy by saying this. I would bet to say 
that there's a lot of people listening that have gotten one of your amazing courses or one of your amazing trainings. I know the heart, the soul. I know how much you care. I mean, I love everything you do. And I'm not just saying that because like, I have a very small circle, not because I'm stuffy or it's just that it's hard to bring new people into life. I barely have time for my family and my team. Right. But when mm-hmm. I, it's like, I want to collect amazing people and like you're in my, you're one of the, my favorite peeps now and it will be for life. I know that. Right. I know you can't wait until my son's born. I can't wait. I love looking at the pictures of your daughter. Like it's cool. Right. Yeah. But with that said, I know you create great courses. You give great content. I'd bet to say if we're in front of a live audience, there's going to be hundreds of thousands of people listen to this, hopefully. And I could say, raise your hand if you guys would like more Jenna. And I'd bet to say 90% of the audience, 90% of you listening would say, hell yeah, how do I get more? So what I would think of, Jenna, is you have not only, listen, my nephew is in the wedding photography business and he's tripled his revenue over the last four years. And he's given you credit for taking an idea into reality, him and his wife. They're crushing it. Right now, if I said to my nephew, oh my God, do you know Jenna's running a higher level three-day workshop or you have the opportunity for this next level? He's ready for the next level. Everything you taught him worked, he wants what's next. Yep. So what I would consider, and again, I bet you if we could raise hands, who wants more Jenna? And that's what I would be thinking of. What is the next iteration? What is the next evolution? Someone learned your stuff. They're crushing it. Or they're doing five times better today than they were a couple of years ago. Now they need advice on how to run the business, not just be in the business. They need to know the mindset for running a next level. They know how to, they need to know how to choose uh, limiting beliefs that happen. When you go from a job to doing 50 grand or 100 grand or $150,000 on your own, there's this weird freaking thing to go from 150 grand to 250. There's this weird thing that goes from 250 to a million. And there's this weird thing that goes from a million to five, right? And I've known it along these all ways and people need guidance during that. So with that said, and I'd love to put this in your head, what could be a potential next evolution for your clients that say, I want more Jenna? Hmm. I love that. And I think it's so good. When I talk to you, I'm listening so thoughtfully, but I'm also like, okay, what is my brain telling me? Because I know so much of it is like mindset, like limiting beliefs or like, you know, yeah, like so, that okay, so can I answer for you? You know what you're thinking yeah. right now? Yeah. I don't want to commit more time. Yeah. <laughs> right. You, you already work me. your tail yeah. off. You already have a great balance of wife, mother, yeah. business yeah. leader, right? Yeah. But it's not necessarily all more Jenna, like right now for our KBB clients, right? We're working really hard to put next level immersion workshops together that I'm going to stop by, but they're going to be taught by my team with mine and Tony's strategies, right? And they're dying for it. I asked them if that'd be okay. They're like, oh, please. Like I'm already doing a mastermind. Now I want to be in the mastermind business. Help me please. Right? So we're creating workshops to be that kind of implementation right? You did so well in helping your, your girls during KBB, right? How do you help them implement? How do you help them overcome the next level obstacles? And I think when the limiting belief of, I don't want too much more time because I want to be a great mom, a great wife. I want a a work-life balance. You're the best at that. You're always going to find that. You, I have zero fear. You're ever going to wake up one day and go, Oh my God, I'm working seven days a week, 18 hours a day. And it's never going to happen to Jenna Kutcher, right? No, no. So I would take that limiting belief, park it on the side and say, how can I impact these girls on the next level without devouring all my time? Yeah. I'm thinking about when we were in Fiji together and when Tony was like, or when we were supposed to ask Tony questions and like genuinely, I think, and I'm interested to watch you and Lisa navigate this next year with having the baby and like kind of being brought back Mm -hmm. to that, like that season, because it's so interesting. I feel like now that Conley's almost a year old, I'm like, I feel like I'm like coming out of the fog, which is so weird because we've crushed it this year. But I feel like I'm like finally coming back to like that drive and that desire. And I'm so thankful I protected this last year so fiercely. But it is like, I feel like I'm just like opening into this new version of me when Tony like looked at me and he's like, well, what's next? And I was like, I don't know. And I'm like, okay with not knowing right now. You know, I just watched it the other day. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> I don't know. This is how you said it. And Jenna Kutcher, like, I could picture you like, I don't know. And then two minutes later, you're like, why are you making me cry just by looking at me? Stop doing that. That's what you said to me. Oh, I know. I'm like, stop. It's like this last year, 
having like blacked out my calendar, it was such a beautiful thing because I was able to like not feel so stretched and like present. But now I'm like, okay, like I'm ready to like travel a little bit more and I'm ready to like be away from the baby for a night or two. And like, I'm ready to like get back to like where I am going. So no, I'm very excited by that possibility. I thought you were going to tell me to write a book. That's what I was guessing you were going to say. So you sent me a couple of questions that you wanted to make sure we could cover in depth. And I have one of those is coming. So there you go. Great. Okay. Well, this is, you know, I was actually just reviewing, going back through KBB because I only took one program this year, which was KBB. And for me, a lot of times I have to listen to things multiple times to like really Mm -hmm. ingest them. And it's so funny because I found this year, especially the way that I teach and show up, a lot of the things that I'm teaching are things that I need myself. And I kept telling my students, like, you are so close to your genius. You're so close to your superpowers. You don't even realize you're special. You don't even realize that you have like something so insanely good. And so after you spent this year, I mean, you've watched me, we've worked together on so many different things. And I'm not asking you this to like butter me up by any means, but like, what do you think are my superpowers and any ideas on maximizing those? Yeah, I got some great ideas and I love the, and believe me, I love how you immersed yourself in KBB and I love you hitting me up every day. Oh my God, I love this part. Oh my God, I didn't think about this. (laughs) Like, that's why everybody listening, if you got enrolled and you were part of KBB, KBB family with Jenna, like you have such a great leader, I don't mean leader like in that way, but you have such a great guide because she immersed herself in it, used every piece of it. And that's why you were so great at cheering, not just cheerleading, but helping your, your girls impact and make a difference. It was, it was really magical to watch. And I want to applaud you for that. Okay. So here's what I think, what your superpower is. And most of us are unconscious competence, right? Like we just do it. Like I just do it. That's how I do it is you have such a great And if like I look at things visually, you have an eye and a heart for impact, meaning you could look at something visual and know immediately if it will connect with somebody with just a quick glance. And in today's world, that is so magical because listen, when I first started way back in the day, because of Tony, I started on infomercials because there was no internet. There was no YouTube, no Instagram, no Facebook. There was no iTunes. There was no podcasts, right? So the only way to communicate with people when I started in 1998 was to do an infomercial. And I used to remember thinking, I have three minutes. It's how the world has changed. Now you got like a third of a second, right? Right. But I have three minutes to get like the busy person walking by the TV to go, oh, this is, oh, what is this? And get them to stop and go, I'm going to listen to this guy, right? So Mm -hmm. I used to obsess on what can I do every three minutes that's stopping channel surfers or a a busy mom with a baby in her hand trying to make dinner or a busy dad, right? But now that we're on social media, you have to keep narrowing that down. Like, what can I do in the first minute, the first 30 seconds, the first three seconds, the first second to go have someone say, I want to sit, I want to watch this video with Jenna, or I want to, I want to like her page. And what you have, and I've watched you do it with me and so many other people is you have the ability to look at something in a second and give advice that makes complete sense on how to make it more aesthetic, make it more appealing and make somebody want to digest it and devour it over an image. So that's why I say you have an eye to serve. That's the first one. Mm -hmm. And if you want to ask questions on any can, but the second part that's your most powerful superpower is you're just, you have the deepest level of authenticity without trying. Like Mm -hmm. you are so authentic. You're so real. You're so raw. You're so transparent. And I would bet to say if we were an audience of all your peeps right now, they'd be screaming, hell yes, Jenna, because you're just you and people know that it's you. There's not a facade. There's not Jenna on camera and Jenna in real life. And I think why that's such a superpower, especially in today's world, is we're all sick of the BS. We're all sick of the fake. We're all sick of the magical money machines or the make this check in five minutes or do this and drive this Lamborghini or take this pill and have a, a bikini body or you know do this one thing and fix your relationship and let intimacy go. Like The world is so sick of it that we're all craving just a real raw person like we don't want a different version. We just want the best version of you. And you naturally do that, Jenna, you, and I would say, don't let, and and you won't, but I see it happen. Sometimes when you get busier, you get in a flow, not you. I'm just talking about people in general. They find a new angle. They find a new like persona, or they start to own, maybe I shouldn't share all these things about my personal life. And I would just say, don't switch anything. Just keep being you in your authentic, real and raw way. 
Every time I talk to Dean, he always pushes me into my next big thing. But sometimes I need to brush up on a few skills before I start making those big things happen. Maybe I just need a little boost in the creativity department to get those gears a turning. Whether it's learning new business or entrepreneurial skills to make things happen in your business or finding your creative spark again, take a class with Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community for the creator and all of us. They have thousands of classes in photography and creative writing to design, productivity, and more. Their classes are on demand so you can learn at your own pace. So when the babe goes down for a nap, I can press play on the 10-day journaling challenge class. Or when I'm on a long flight and want to make the most of that idle time, I can learn new graphic design skills or marketing strategies. The class list is impressive and with thousands of options covering dozens of creative and entrepreneurial topics, you can learn pretty much anything to help you grow in your life and in your business. Get inspired, join a class, and create something that you'll love. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare and get two months free when you sign up at Skillshare.com slash golddigger2. That's two months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. Head to Skillshare.com slash golddigger2 to sign up. That's Skillshare.com slash golddigger and the number two. It's so good to hear. And I think one of my biggest struggles this year, and we talked about it on our last call, and I've been doing a lot of like inner work of like, why is this bothering me? But it's like, I felt like so relatable for so long because I was, I was, I was just like everyone else. And then it's like with each level, I just felt like I was like losing my grip on like, what is reality for these other people? Like, because it's like you want to watch people soar because for me, again, that paints what's possible. Like I see women crushing it and I'm like, oh, hell yeah, like I can do that too. And it's been such an interesting year, especially becoming a mom after like waiting to become a mom because it's like there's so much in my life that is still so relatable. Like I am sitting in my PJs. I ran the baby upstairs before this interview. Like there's just so much going on that it's like it's like those like stupid articles in magazines where it's like celebrities they are just like us. They pump their own gas like yeah. no duh like and so it just been such an interesting year because it's like I have to like just keep reminding myself like I can still be relatable even if my lifestyle has changed or if my life just looks differently and there's so much of me that's just the sweatpants like sports bra girl that has always been there so and I couldn't agree more like here's the thing your tribe or your girls, like I know because I've been in the back office, they're like just, you have such an amazing group of people. I want you to know that 99.9% of them are applauding your success because you're kind of like, just think of this visual. You're walking up a ladder to another level of you and success doesn't mean just money or like you're evolving. You're, you're evolving as a human. You're evolving your business. You're evolving as a mom, a, a wife, right? And you're gaining as many capabilities as you can. And you're like going up the ladder, right? Yeah. And a lot of your tribe and your girls, they're just a few rungs on the ladder below you. They want to see what's possible. They want you to navigate next level of success. They want you to, maybe when you have to do three things at once, you, you say, oh my God, this is crazy, but I'm going to, I'm going to charter a plane because it'll be easier. Or I'm going to, I'm going to fly first class and I'm going to stay in a fan. Like they want you to do those things. Now, one tenth of 1% of people like, oh, she's not the same anymore. Now that'll only be true. That'll only be true if you change being the authentic, real version of you. But if you stay Jenna Kutcher and you become more successful or buy a vacation house, I'm telling you, they're like, oh my God, that's what could be next for me. And you're, and the best way I can look at it, I already said, is you're navigating new territory and it shows them what's possible. So I think yeah. you have like an obligation to keep growing. And even if growing is like wanting more freedom or yeah. giving back to the world, you just, and I have zero words, you'll never be anybody but you. I think it's a, it's a great compass for everyone. Mm. Okay, well, then let's flip the script because yep. this isn't a show to butter me up. <laughs> yeah. Where do you think I can grow more? Like, what are the places that I need to like laser focus in on? Totally or, or good. Get research. I'm ready yeah. for you. I'm ready okay. for you on this one. Okay, Go. so you have to check your limiting beliefs. Yeah. Because there's a few things that immediately when we bring them up, like, no, 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 I'm never going to do that right? Like I'm so excited. We're speaking together next October. Right. But I had to sell you on that. Like, so like, just, like literally Tony and I are doing an event. And it's literally, it's like 30% sold out and it's a year away. There's going to be 10,000 people in the room. 
so many of your amazing people. And I had to, and literally we've gotten hit up by like, I'm not exaggerating over a hundred speakers, like all of our buddies and friends that we know and other people asking if they could speak and we're not. It's a Tony and Dean event with a handful of friends. You're one of the handful of friends I wanted. I had to sell you on it. Now I get it. I get it because you get asked to speak all the time. So do I, but there's just a couple of things I think you need to shift the limiting belief. And one of them, I'm going to tell you. And again, if your amazing tribe was in a room right now and I said, who would like Jenna to write a book? Yeah. They would all scream. And that's another one of those things you have a belief around. And I just want to tell you, I just got done writing my next book, The Underdog Advantage, right? That's launching soon. Love this book. But I want to tell you, I had a fear of books. I didn't read many books all the way to about my 30s. I didn't read books because I had dyslexia. And now I'm a voracious reader. I read a, or listen to a book every, you know, probably 10 days. But I had a belief that it was so, so much heavy lifting that yeah. how do I expose all that? How will I fit the time in? And I want you to shift that. And we can have another call or we can talk another time about the three steps to writing a book that'll change your, your whole life. And I want you to think about this. So I'm going to give you just highlights. You, is that cool? Yeah. Yeah. So one is there are, I call them like what we talked about in KBB, that one section when you're designing your workshop or designing a mastermind or yeah. designing a group training, is there are riffs that you talk about on podcasts or in front of, you know, people that you're helping that just, you know, it makes the biggest impact, right? Yeah. There are seven to 10 things that you could just go off on right now. If it was, if I said you had a, you had an eye for impact. If I said, okay, go on your phone right now when we're done, go to the voice memo section, hit record, put your phone on the kitchen counter, sit next to the kitchen counter and riff from me, Jenna, on why you have an eye for impact. What does it mean? What do you see? How can other people do it? How can people replicate it? How can they apply it to Instagram, Facebook, YouTube? There's zero doubts in my mind that you could talk for 30 to 50 minutes on just an eye for impact. Is that true? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. That goes in your phone. That's one of your riffs. Now what you do with that, you take that audio and you send it to a transcription service, right? Yeah. And they send it back and then you give it to one of the girls in your office and say, edit and clean this up so it's organized. And when you get it back, that's literally chapter one that you would spend two hours on cleaning up. Now, let's say, let's say another one is like, how do you stay authentic or how are you good on camera or how do you create a standing operating procedure and what the heck is or whatever? I'm just making stuff up. Mm -hmm. Think about this process that I did. This is how I wrote my last two books. It's how I wrote Millionaire Success Habits. It's how I wrote Underdog Advantage in the middle of the craziest launch of my life. I wrote this book while we were launching KBB and how I did it is I knew the seven to 10 things I identified that people think are a disadvantage that I know they're actually their superpower, they're their advantage. And underdogs are actually the ones who always win. People with privilege, people who get left money, people who get businesses for free, people who win the lotto usually fail because they have resources. They're not resourceful. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I thought about what are the seven things, seven to 10 things that changed my life that I thought was a disadvantage was actually my superpower. I came up with seven to 10 riffs And they were my chapters for the underdog advantage. And I recorded each one of those chapters when I was in that zone, right? So for example, let's pick one of the chapters. That one, underdogs are relentlessly resourceful. So I just started thinking about, and this, I'm framing this for you. I just started thinking about if I was going to leave my kids a million bucks, whatever them, I'm just using around a million bucks to start their own business someday. Would I rather leave them a million dollars to go figure it out? Because everybody thinks they just need money and then they could be rich, right? Or be successful. Or would I rather leave my, and I'm thinking of my son right now, would I rather leave him a million bucks to start a business or would I rather leave him with a legacy of being relentlessly resourceful? So resources or resourcefulness? Hands down, the reason being an underdog, I didn't have resources. I didn't have family with money. Neither did you. I didn't have the right education. I didn't have the equipment. And same with you. You're, yeah. you're in this book because, and you're in one of these chapters. It's like, you're the underdog. You don't have any resources. But what that does is once you identify it, it makes you resourceful. So mm-hmm. I literally turned on the recorder and on my phone and I riffed for an hour on how resourcefulness is all around you, how to use it, how to impact it in your life. I told several stories. I did some highlights and then I gave an exercise to turn your disadvantages into your advantages at the end. I did all that in a 50 minute audio. I sent it off to be transcribed. It came back. I had somebody just clean out the grammar. And then I spent three or four hours on that chapter and it was done. I put it in a bucket. And that process for you, the reason I'm sharing this, it not only is something that your tribe and your followers want, 
it also brought me back on how I became successful and it made me a better mm-hmm. version of myself. And it reminded yeah. me of the pain I went through. It reminded me, I need to speak to my old version of me, not the successful Dean. I need to speak to the version of me when everything went wrong, when I felt like an underdog, when no one had my back, when I didn't have money, when my family told me I was nuts for trying, when I thought I'd be embarrassed if I screwed up on camera. Like I remembered all of those things and it made me a better human. So I think there's a couple byproducts here is I think everybody wants your book. That's great. I think you need to write it for you. And then third, I'll help you with a way to write it where it won't eat up your time and you'll actually enjoy it. Mm-hmm. We were talking like I asked my whole team, there's 10 women. And I was like, what? Like, what's one project we should take on this year? And you know what I think? I realized was like holding me back on the whole book thing was we have an entire folder in my Gmail of book deals, like substantial book deals. And I don't want to do it on anyone else's terms. And so I was like, once we talked about it, I'm like, I don't want to have to go on a multi-city book tour. And I don't want to have to ask all of my friends for favors to promote my book. Like if I do it, I just want to do it on my own terms. And so we definitely talked about it. And I'm like, I think I would just self-publish because then I wouldn't be on anyone else's timeline or anyone else's agenda. We are so much alike, Jenna. It doesn't matter who I was born... (laughs) a couple years before you and I'm this opposite (laughs) gender. I have, I'm lucky that I've got a a couple of New York times bestsellers, but my last four books I self-published because of the same thing. My third book, they put me on this crazy book tour and we're trying to get me on good morning America. And all that sounds amazing. It was like that thing you thought as a kid would be exciting, except when you're schlepping all over the country and you don't know if it's working. So my last book, we're almost headed towards a million copies, Millionaire Success Habits. I self-published and I still was number one in three categories on Amazon for almost a year, right? Because so we still got, and people buy books off of Amazon now when they're great and people tell their friends. So this is another conversation, but I can give you and your team the entire blueprint to self-publish. If you told me you were doing a book deal, I would beg you not to. Yeah, I don't. Because you don't and want to work I think that's the thing that was holding me back is I'm well, like, great. I see all of these. And I'm like, also, like the way they were proposing it, I'm like, the amount of time that would be involved in like the tour and all the publicity and all this stuff. I'm like, if that's the reason why I'm writing a book, then that's the wrong reason. You know, no, like write it, I don't write it care. to impact your people like you, everything yeah. you do. And secondly, write it for you. I promise yeah. you the journey doing this right. The journey will be fun. And third yeah. self-publish. And I'll give you the blueprint. Look at that. Yeah. We just Look what we solved today, Jenna. We're <laughs> getting a book from Jenna Kutcher, everybody. <laughs> I know it was just funny. Once I like kept pulling it back, I'm like, if true success. And you know, this about me is freedom, like freedom yep. of my time. And the whole thing about the book is one, I don't want to write another memoir. Like I'm 31. Like, I have a lot of life to have experiences. I want to write a book that helps people start a business. Like it doesn't need to be exactly. a, and you should be a don't, story. Don't write a yeah, like, no, I'm like, there's not nothing is that interesting, but I want to help people start a business. So anyways, we'll talk more about this, but okay, okay. that's funny. All right, moving on. <laughs> Last question. I really love your perspective. And I think to Fiji was so eye opening to me because obviously I was like the only female entrepreneur there. And so I'm just curious, especially because you speak on stages with men and women all over the world. What do you think is the number one gap that women are struggling with? Like looking at 2020, let's say you were having a daughter. I know you're having a son, but like, what is the thing that we need to help women shift from your perspective as a male leader? Well, I also have a 12 year old daughter, right? Who's going to be 13. So I get it. And, and I do obsess on this more in the last five years than ever before. And I'm so glad that you asked me that question because here's what I believe. And again, you could tell me I'm completely wrong because I love your perspective, right? We always go back and forth on how men think and women think and on the same matter. But I believe it's less tactics. I shouldn't say this. They need all the tactics. They need the blueprint. And this is what you do so great. I think it's what I do so great with KBB is like, you need the blueprint. Like, where the hell do I start? right? Like I'm overwhelmed. It's Kaizen. Just give me one small piece. Let me do it today. And then what's step two, step three, step four. So I think a strategic path, right? Like on where to start. And I think you do that amazingly well. 
But where I think trips up, and I think I know this better and almost definitively because I've been obsessed in the KBB Facebook group. There's now 20,000 people and, you know, a thousand of those girls and they're yours. And I'm watching their comments and I'm doing weekly trainings based on that feedback. And women, way more than men, I believe it's overcoming their limiting beliefs. Yeah. And I know that we just talked about it with you, but where I think it would be so important Jenna, is I think you could help them by exposing your beliefs when it comes to speaking on stage, your belief of writing a book, your beliefs on your freedom being taken away. And how do you go through a process of changing that? Because there are so many great, powerful, amazing women and say, I do this, but I don't think my husband's going to support me. I do this, but I don't know if I'm really good on camera. I'll do this, but what if people don't think I'm good enough? And that's like those three, four, five beliefs that are going around. Man, I get asked all the time, if you could go back, this seems to be way too popular of a question on podcasts. So I'm telling everybody who does a podcast, (laughs) stop asking this question because everybody has the same question. But so many times I'll get asked, hey, if you could go back and spend a day with your 20-year-old self, what would you say? And I'd say, I don't even know if I'd believe it at my 20-year-old self. And if I told my dad right now, he'd say, I've been living on the West Coast too long. Like legit, like people have these beliefs that are so strong. But I would tell my 20-year-old self is the only thing that's going to stand in your way of moving faster, of having the relationship you want, the business you want, the impact you want, nothing in the outside world. It'll be the story you tell yourself on why you can't achieve it. And that's a really hard pill to swallow for a lot of people. Like, well, you don't understand. My husband doesn't support me at all. Or right now I'm a single mom juggling three kids. There's no time. One of the things I'd say is, is help them transition that story. Like that would be, and and I have a lot of steps and we can mastermind, we can brainstorm on it, but I would create a complete three to seven step process on how to identify the limiting beliefs that they don't, most people don't even know they're there. Like I look at, if you're trying to drive down a road, right? You're trying to say driving down the road is the analogy for going towards your success. You're here, you know where you are, you know where you want to go. You're driving down the road and then the obvious obstacles is like a huge boulder crashed off the mountain is in the road. You can't go anywhere. Everybody recognizes them. What I think beliefs are, they're like tiny little pebbles that finally get your tires stuck in a rut and you're spinning. Like you don't notice them right away. So what I would do is I would help them identify the tiny little pebbles that are their limiting beliefs that are making them hesitate just a little. Because what I believe, Jenna, when you hesitate even 5%, the world passes you by. And beliefs make you, ah, I don't, I don't know if this, I'm not sure if it's a time, maybe we should wait for a new president. Wait, should I wait till the kids are out of school? Should I wait for my husband or my, my family has my back? And that little bit of hesitation, all of a sudden you look and a year went by and five years went by and then a decade goes by. So I would say to help them is do an immersion and identifying those limiting beliefs. How do you prove that they're a lie? How do you transition it into a positive belief? And then how do you make it your mantra and your beacon of light that every single day they pronounce who they want to be, not who they don't want to be and get them to not go down the road of what's wrong or that story and find the new story. I think that's just my gut. I think it would be great for you to go through it while simultaneously you show them. Yeah. As you were saying this, I was like thinking about your daughter, like at that such a crazy time in her life, 13 mm-hmm. almost. And it reminds me of like body image where it's like, you don't just wake up one day and love yourself. Like it's a choice every single day. Mm-hmm. And it's like a narrative in your brain every single day and you can rewire it, but it takes work constantly. Like it's not just like a, you know, box it up, put it on the shelf and move on to the next one. It's like every day, you're having to rewrite your narratives and like check your brain and stuff. So I love that. And I think too, it's one of those things where you look at people ahead of you and you just assume like, oh, they figured out the secret or they don't even worry about that. Or like Oprah doesn't worry about the (laughs) haters. And you're like, yes. And you're like, it's just, it's like you're rewriting the narrative. And once you get good at doing that, then it just becomes second nature. But that like process of getting the wheel spinning and moving forward is a lot of hard work. Jenna, I have to be completely transparent with you. I still have the same default to negativity in my life. This is my life. I write books on it. I've been speaking. I've been in the self-education business for 20-something years. I've written some of the best personal development and success books that's ever been. And still, 
when I want to go to another level, uh, Tony and I want to, you know, we decided to take on and help fix a broken education system to make self-education a new norm. It's like taking so much of my time, effort, and energy. I will still, my body will default to a story on, are you smart enough? Are you strong enough? Can you do this? Will you fail? Will you go backwards? What if you lose everything? Like my, it's like my subconscious was wired that way from birth. Mm -hmm. And I have to consciously say, stop going down that road. I have to go through the same process we just talked about. I have to write a compelling future. Just like you said, body image, you got to love yourself every day. And eventually you do. I have to create a new beacon of light and I have to stare at it every day. I have to, I just said this on stage the other day. I have to sell myself on where I want to go literally on a daily basis, or I fall back to old habits, but it's worth it, right? Yeah. It's worth it. And even with my daughter, like my daughter right now, you know, she has 13 is weird. It's crazy. It's like like the, the girls are separating into packs. Ooh, yes. Okay? yes. I don't know. If you, like you probably remember this better than me. I don't remember boys doing stuff like that, but like the girls are separating into packs. The ones that are like already on their way to being a little promiscuous and the ones that are, are super nerdy. And then the ones that are kind of in the middle. And I'm like, that happens at 13. Like you forget right? And my daughter will come home and say something and she already starts to get it because she's my daughter and I get to have these conversations and I'll say, babe, is that true? Or is it just something you're telling yourself? And let's talk about it. And she'll go, by the time she gets done, she's like, yeah, it's probably not true, but I still feel it, dad. I'm like, oh, you always will, but at least you know it's not true. And someday you won't let it bug you. Maybe. Yes. Yes. Brene Brown, her documentary on Netflix is amazing. But in it, she talks about this story of her and her husband arguing. And she's like, we approach fights now saying like the story I'm telling myself and usually (laughs) narrative from like when you were a teenager, like the story I'm telling myself is I'm not attractive enough or you don't like me. And like, he's totally in a totally different zone. (laughs) Where it's like, Oh, so Drew and I now we like get into an argument. We're like, okay, the story I'm telling myself. Oh my God. That is amazing. I'm taking that one. I'm going to watch that documentary too. She's fabulous. But yeah, that's so good. Well, Dean, this will not be the last that these gold diggers hear from you. You're stuck with me. And I just want to say too, you know, going into this year, I had no expectations. I was asked today, like, is your current job, was it on your vision board? And I was like, no, because I couldn't have even dreamed like this was a reality. (laughs) But when I look at this last year so much, and we text each other all the time, but I am just so thankful that our paths crossed in the way they did and that you turned around in that awful van ride that we were on (laughs) and said, what do you need help with? And that we just kind of started all of this together because I'm always learning from you. I'm always watching you and just, I'm just so thankful. Oh, thank, well, I feel the same way and I appreciate it. And it's reciprocal. So I yeah. enjoy this relationship and I, I hope this is going to be your best podcast ever. If we're going to share our coaching calls, we might as well make them be amazing. You know what I mean? Right? right? Absolutely. Well, we will be having you back on the show soon. I'm sure everyone wants to hear where we're at next and hear me get coached because I mean, there's nothing more fun than getting a peek behind the curtain. So thanks for coming on again. I appreciate you, Dean. It was awesome. Appreciate you too. Is it weird that I'm already excited to re-listen to this episode and take aggressive notes? I just love my relationship and dynamic with Dean because we constantly challenge each other and we can speak to each other in a way that really like amplifies like, hey, here's where you're crushing it. And here's where I'm noticing you're a little bit behind or you're holding back or you have these limiting mindsets like, oh my gosh, it's just mind boggling. And I am so grateful to have a mentor like Dean to speak into my life. And trust me when I say I challenge him back just as much as he challenges me. It's such a cool dynamic. I'm so grateful to share this kind of behind the scenes look at my life and my business and where I'm headed and and what I'm struggling with because truth be told that with every new level of business, with every extra year of experience, I still get stuck. I still feel hung up. I still question like, am I really the person to be doing this? There are days that I just want to be done and hide. And there are days where I'm like, my mission and my vision is so strong that I could not not do it. And so I just want to say thank you. Thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for listening in. Thank you for encouraging me to continue to show up real and authentic and vulnerable. And I hope that I can continue to do just that for you. So thank you to Dean for all of his mentorship. And thank you, listener, for tuning in today. Again, if you want to check out Dean's new book, The Underdog Advantage, it's at deanandjenna.com. I cannot say enough good things about that book. And I really hope you love the chapter that I helped write. 
Until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. And thank you so much for listening to another episode of the podcast. Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you gold digger you.